lot of tears today for our little our, our man Julius over there in the beautiful state of Texas. <laughs> what is going on, everyone? Against the standard on this fine Monday evening, October fourth, the first episode of Against the Standard here in the spooky season of October. Juan at Bears Fanatic One Ninety Four, joined by my two awesome co-hosts, Julius at the fifth top, and of course Wyatt at the Cornelius Seven. Remember to follow the page on Twitter at, at T Standard. And we are live on this fine Monday evening. Wyatt, how are you? Looks like you're outside getting some air. Uh, switched up the scenery a little bit. I see the uh, beautiful Bears hat you're wearing. Um, yours truly, of course, and a Bears hat as well. And Julius, of course, is dropping his uh, his little Detroit Kitty Cat shirt in the video, which is good. Wyatt, how are you doing, sir? What's going on? <laughs> Well, you know how I'm doing, Juan. You know, I'm doing real good. <laughs> My Braves are in the playoffs. Who knows? I mean, Juan's going to be rooting against them. I can understand that because he's from Milwaukee. Or he lives in Milwaukee. Um, and the Bears slam dunked on the Lions yesterday. So I'm real happy. Meow. <laughs> Julius, how are you, sir? How's it going? How's your Monday been? I hope your Monday has been a little bit better than your Sunday uh, evening was. was. Yes, I am of more clear mind on this Monday (laughs) than I was yesterday evening uh, when I was in a deep, deep depression of my football team. But uh, you mentioned slam dunk, Wyatt. Um, Y'all didn't slam dunk on us. Y'all didn't slam dunk. We slam dunked on ourselves. But Justin Fields did make some good throws. He I'll did. Get, he did. I'll, I'll just, let me just get that out the way now. I know we're not going to sports, but I acknowledge that Justin Fields has a talented throwing arm. He played okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Give him the credit that he's due. You know, the the there was a change of scenery yesterday in Chicago with the sports team. 99% of that was because – Matt Nagy wasn't coaching uh, atrociously at all because he wasn't he he wasn't calling plays. Our offensive coordinator was, but we saw a difference. We literally saw a difference that a single person can make on this Chicago team, and that is, of course, with uh, Bill Lazor calling uh, plays yesterday. But we will get to that in the second half of the show, of course, on the uh, roundtable segment. Uh, surprise guest, of course, with this week's team. Uh, that is featured, of course, uh, the Green Bay Packers. So we will welcome another uh, Packers fan onto the show uh, at about 7.10 uh, Central Time for you, those of you who are watching us live. So let's go ahead and start with, with some of the other topics of the week. This week we're starting with Urban Meyer, guys. <laughs> Urban Meyer was caught having some fun, I believe, in Ohio. And the videos are out. It's out there. Obviously, he's out there, you know, getting some action per se in public, getting some, uh, getting grinded on. <laughs> this is the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I I don't know, guys. Like, I'm just like, I, I, should I be disappointed? Should 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 us as NFL fans be disappointed in, in this man's conduct, <laughs> middle of the season? Like his team, what, what is the rec- what is the Jaguars' record right now? Like, are they zero and four? They're zero and four. They're, they joined the Lions as the only winless team. 
the Jacksonville Jaguars are 0-4, but the head coach is out there getting grinded on by some random by some random girl, I think, or woman in this bar or whatever it is. <laughs> what like what what are like what do we think about that? Because that, that's I don't know. I whoever wants to go first, Wyatt or Julius, please go ahead. Enlighten me on mm-hmm. on getting grinded on in the middle of the season in a winless in a winless year thus far. He thought he got away with it, um, but somebody sneaked in a video. He thought he he got away with his little fun, but uh, I thought it was funny because um, like his wife tweeted out like he was watching she was watching the grandkids or something like that at like almost like after it was posted or something. So um, and then I guess apparently the because I read the story on it the uh, the girl was saying like who's this guy that's hitting on me and then they confirmed it was Urban Meyer. Um, but he got caught and like, he, he, he went on his news com or his, uh, his Monday, uh, morning conference, the, uh, the, the, press the Jaguar, the press <laughs> conference. And, um, you know, he, I mean, what else could he say? Um, he fessed up to it. And then I'm thinking over here, like, what would Nagy say if, if he got caught? Like he would just like deny it or just like say we're fired up for the next game or i'm not going to get into that kind of stupid shits but at least he kind of owned up to it i mean what are you going to do the video's out there he had a little fun um you know i'm pretty sure his the organization wasn't too happy after uh an 0-4 start he stayed behind and wanted to party it up but uh you know he got caught that's what happens <laughs> when you live in the 21st century with technology you're gonna get caught like did he actually think that he wasn't gonna get caught I mean, that, that's that's my question. Is like he actually went out there and was in a very, very public place getting grinded on. Like he actually legitimately thought to himself, oh, no one's going to see me. No one's going to recognize who I am. I'm just going to go out there, have all these drinks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, meanwhile, my football team that I'm leading is winless. Is this a pro? I mean, I don't know, Julius. Your your thoughts on this? Because I I'm I am baffled. To be honest with you, I'm quite baffled at it. Listen, this <laughs> type of thing happens to men of all professions, backgrounds, uh, cultures, races, everything. This is just a dumb decision being made by Urban Meyer <laughs> at, at the age of what? How old is he? Sixty at least. Um. It's just a stupid thing to do to go to a crowded club bar as a married man that's the head coach of an NFL team that's world famous. Everybody knows who Urban Meyer is. He was a a superstar coach in college Mm -hmm. at Florida and Ohio State. Now he's the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach. Everybody knows who you are, man. Everybody knows that. So I guess he really can't handle his alcohol too well. Maybe he had a few too many, and he was going through a rough time. You know, they 0-4. You know, I'm sure he's stressed. And, uh, yeah, he just made a stupid decision. And, and yeah, it's the age of technology. They gonna, you, You're going to have, like, 20 cameras on you everywhere you go, like, especially in that setting, of course, especially if a woman, a young, good-looking woman who's not your wife, comes up to you and dances on you <laughs> and you allow it he no and, and he listen he was enjoying it <laughs> if you look yeah. at his face when it happened he that's what makes it so funny 
is because he is in the moment. He is literally in the moment. He thought he was getting away with this little harmless dance <laughs> with this woman, and he wasn't. It's, it's funny. It really is funny, but, I mean, it's just a stupid decision. You know, I obviously the mor- the morality of it, right? When it comes to him, of course, having a wife and uh, being caught out there in the middle of this action, I, you know, obviously that's a bad thing. Like, you know, that's 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 a horrible thing. But I'm still, I'm just so fixated on the 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 fact that you know this Jacksonville team is just again they are a losing team right now, one of the only winless teams in the entire league. And yet this man is out there enjoying himself like they're about to win a Super Bowl this year. I mean, that's just not. I, I just don't think it's appropriate. Uh, and again, not even looking at it on the um, other side of it, right? Which again involves like his wife and being married, having a family. But what kind of message does that send to your players on your team? You know, what, like does this the, does this send a positive? Oh, like our head coach is out here trying to make this team better every week. You know, get it being caught out there, basically getting blackout drunk while getting uh, grinded on by some random stranger. I mean, that doesn't send a good message to the to the overall organization. So, again, like Wyatt alluded to a few minutes ago, it's good that he went out and apologized for it in his in his uh, his morning briefing, this his presser this morning. Uh, he went out there, he apologized. You know, he expressed his obviously his deep remorse for for for, for going out and doing this, but. Again, it's just it's a very tone deaf thing to do, I think, especially in this particular situation. Go ahead, Wyatt. You look like you want to let, say something. Let me let me show you how Urban Meyer looked when he was getting grinded on. I'll show you a picture from my phone. This is him when he was getting grinded on. Oh my god. <laughs> this is him when he got caught on social media. <laughs> the great Steven Belichick. That man last night, I don't know why. That was Urban Meyer. I don't know why they kept pointing the camera to him so much last night. Because the, he was electric. <laughs> but really, like you're yeah. you're gonna catch him out there licking himself like that? I he mean, did it on. multiple times. Exactly. So why keep going back to him? Because it's, it was a spectacle. It was you've never seen it on an NFL sideline before. No, you've never seen. I, I, sorry, I don't. I normally don't see guys. <laughs> he you know, was just sticking your tongue uh, out on the sideline like that. <laughs> he was making the face gestures that Urban Meyer was making. He knew. He knew he was going to get caught. So. Oh my god. Okay. But, okay we're we're gonna <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> no, but um, uh, to Julius's question, Urban Meyer's fifty-seven years old. Um, his team has actually played good the last two games, but they just blew it. Like they played, they were up against the Cardinals, and then they were up against the Bengals, and they made the Bengals look bad in the first half. Like I thought, I, there's no way the Bengals are going to win that that Thursday night game, but they 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 completely turned it around in the second half. So um, his team definitely is playing well for him. But after this, like <laughs> I, I I guarantee some of these players in the locker room are going to just like laugh at him and, 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 and kind of like make fun of him. Cause I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of the players have done the same thing or, you know, so. <laughs> I, well, we're gonna, I, I, I like to move on from Urban Meyer because now, it, you know, it's just, I'm just very, I'm, I'm just, I guess I'm just floored. Right. What imagine coach Quinn or, or excuse me. Um, Imagine uh, that. Oh my God! I'm spacing on Detroit head coaches. Now. Coach Campbell, Dan Campbell. Campbell. I don't know why. I don't coach, know where I was getting Coach Quinn Kneecap. From. Coach yeah, Kneecap. Coach. Ne- imagine Coach Kneecaps. <laughs> he get fired. 
he'll yeah. get fired. He's like, not Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer, he is running off his street cred, his background alone. That's the only reason he getting a pass for the Jaguars being 0-4. Dan Campbell, though, he's taking a lot of heat right now. He's not Urban Meyer. He doesn't have that privilege. And uh, if he got caught on video doing this, he'd be fired. He would have got fired today. He would have fired. Very, I'm very interested in you know we let's let's save that topic for the roundtable because I'm very interested in actually hearing about maybe why that is the case, right? And I know you just alluded to the the you know the the record that Urban Meyer has, of course, as being a successful coach. But we'll get to that here in the second half of the show. I want to actually talk about something a little bit more uh, serious, which of course is the. Uh, the California oil spill that has happened and that is actually causing a lot, a lot of damage out in Cali right now in the southern beaches of California. So there is a lot of wildlife out there that is currently, um, you know, that's that is dead, um, for lack of a better word. They, they you know, they're done. Um, environment, environmental implications right now. I mean, just hearing reports today that a lot of beaches and a lot of, uh, you know, places down there that are generally open to the public i mean won't be accessible for at least a year or so um this an absolutely catastrophic uh situation has occurred over there in in southern california so this oil rig or the source of the oil spill i guess uh has been up and running since about 1970 so i don't know if it's gotten updated or if it's been getting well maintained in this whole time but it's an it's an older facility that is underwater and basically this thing is just spewing oil into the the pacific uh cleanup efforts are obviously underway right now they're basically just skimming the oil off of the uh, surface of the water there was someone on like some radio show earlier today that when i was driving around here in milwaukee they one of the radio hosts was like well why don't they just burn it well (laughs) for starters if you burn oil, right, if you if you want to burn oil, like in that way, um, I am 99% sure that that, would, that in itself would cause another catastrophic, environmentally catastrophic situation because now you're getting polluted air, right, into the, you know, into up into the, uh, you know, the into the sky and whatever. And um, I mean, I would just, that, that would be a mess too. So you can't just burn oil like that. Like that's just not feasible. So basically the only way to do this is with those, I think it's like a buoy system that they have out there that you can just kind of like start skimming the oil off of the, uh, like the water, start purifying the water again, getting that cleaned up, but just a really bad situation, guys. I mean, you know, I, I recall the, the BP oil spill, I believe of 09, if I'm not mistaken. And then, uh, you obviously have the other, some of the other oil spills that have happened in our history, uh, Exxon Valdez and, uh, 89 if I if I recall so this is not something that is going to get taken care of in a single night I mean this is going to be a month's years you know time length of, of, of cleanup and I don't know I guess you know the, the question I ask is and and <laughs> you know I don't I don't want to get I don't I don't want to turn into a very I don't want this to turn into a very political conversation but is is this yet another example or another um, example of maybe why we should start considering more green energy tactics? Um, just the risk of of oil spills, that, you know, unfortunately happen 
um, more often than maybe they used to. I don't know. Obviously, we don't. I don't want to sit here and say you know we should use uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez's you know like the cows and all that, the manure and whatever she was talking about a few like a year or two ago. But uh, who knows, right? The reliability on 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 fossil fuels, on oil and whatnot. Like, is it time to think about seriously? getting some other sources out there for, for us to use. Julius, I'll let you go first because you always look like you're very, very willing to answer a lot of these questions. <laughs> uh, as far as my knowledge goes on environmental topics, um, I mean, it is a good, it's not a good good thing to happen. These these type of things are not meant to happen. It's, it's not a natural occurrence. So when you put that much, uh, of a fossil fuel into the, you know, the environment like that, especially the ocean is just absolutely devastating. And if I, to answer your question, frankly, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a great reason to look at uh, renewable energy sources and uh, ways we can, our need for oil is less. And, you know, I'm pretty sure, not maybe towards the end of our lifetime, guys, um, that that will be the case more so than not. But it's going to take a while to get there um, because the renewable energy sector and, you know, electric cars, electric, you know, everything is still developing. And, you know, over the next few decades, I'm sure they'll get to a point where we don't need the number of of ocean oil rigs and land-based oil rigs that we need today. I'm just wanting an electric vehicle. <laughs> That's all I want. I mean, I think it's Ford. I think they, they're coming out with a new electric car, if I'm not mistaken. Electric and, pickup. Yeah. Yeah. An electric pickup. I would buy one so quick. Like, Gas prices right now here in Milwaukee are averaging about two ninety or so. If I'm not, if if I remember, um, you know, it, it 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 takes a lot to fill up my car, and <laughs> an electric vehicle does sound nice. I I won't lie to you. Wyatt, go ahead. <laughs> um. Well, now that you brought up electric cars, I want to bring that up too. But uh, <laughs> go for it. Go for I was it. like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> it's just it's it's horrific like i remember when i was was growing up there was like a couple of oil spills um within like three year spans and um it's just horrific what it does to the animals um and it's just sad because you know i mean um it's it's something that we've we've had you know i know oil is is basically you know con controls like our cars you know anything uh, gasoline, you know, anything that you use, uh, but it's, it's sad because it's like, you know, it's, it's, we need an alternative because obviously an oil spill, any simple mistake, um, they're saying it might be caused by the anchor of the ship, um, that caused it. Uh, but it's just horrific for the, for the animals. Um, I, I'm, I'm a big advocate for, for any type of animal, you know, I'm not, um, you know, PETA advocate, but I mean, you know, just us, you know, any type of thing where we're destroying our uh, our wildlife and some of these endangered animals, it's, it's just sad. Because, um, you know, I, I you know, I, I am an animal lover and, you know, sometimes things like this are just kind of sad just to kind of think about, 
um, people don't think about it. Oh, it doesn't affect me, you know, but think about all the, uh, uh, the animals and the birds and all that stuff. It affects, uh, you know, I, sorry, I was going to make a PETA comment, but I'm, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to, I, I'm going to hold it back. I'm going to, I'm going to hold back. Cause I don't want PETA to come after me, but I just, I have my own thoughts on PETA and, what well, they, yeah, they, me you know. too, but, uh, <laughs> I, I, so many, so many of our wildlife is already in danger of being extinct, uh, or on, are on the on the verge of of going extinct. And whenever things like this happens, it only expedites that process. Whenever anything happens that is environmentally costly, uh, it expedites the process. And as a society, as a global society, we need to do better at protecting what we have. Because unfortunately, a lot of these, uh, you know, a lot of this wildlife, a lot of these animals won't be here forever, and the numbers are only dwindling. Um, a lot of exotic, you know, birds and, and and other species, you know, in the rainforests and and whatnot. You know, we talk about, you know, this is just the example of an oil spill, but deforestation that's happening, you know, in in Brazil, the Amazon rainforest. I mean, it's just that's been a a, a horrible scenario. Uh, for decades now and it's only unfortunately a lot of it's only getting worse so uh switching topics here baseball is in the news of course the postseason has arrived two out of the three hosts on the show have a team that is going to the postseason the rubbing it in yeah the the (laughs) wish the wish version of the lions is not going to be going to the postseason the aka the other kitty cats on the block in detroit the tigers they beat us yesterday, but it's fine. We still took the series. It's all good. Everything is beautiful. I'm beautiful. Everyone's beautiful. So, yes, the Tigers will not be going to the postseason, Julius. I just wanted to make you know that. that oh, was- I was well aware. I was well. Aware, <laughs> I was well aware of that like months ago, Juan. So, so thanks for reminding me that they're, they're not. But guess what? We're coming. Enjoy the postseason. Oh my God. We're coming. You sound like a you sound like a uh, a Twins fan. This is a guarantee, actually. Uh, the Twins fans are delirious. So uh, this is an actual guarantee. The Tigers will be a team to watch next year. I I absolutely aspire to go to a Tigers game with you next year at some point. I'm down. Series. <laughs> um, in the same regards that I would love to go to a. I don't. We don't play the Braves though. The White Sox. We don't really play the Braves. Might next year. Yeah, they're NL. Yeah, yeah, but so yeah, we we didn't yeah we didn't touch. I don't the I don't want the Braves to get destroyed by your team. So <laughs> Luis, Ro- Luis Robert would just smash baseballs in your stadium. <laughs> probably. So I was at the I was at two out of the I was at two games this weekend against the Tigers, and yeah, Saturday night you know we did get the W yesterday. They lost, uh, but it's fine. You know the the White Sox are going into the postseason now. Uh, 93 games won, 69 lost. Ha ha ha. Let's all laugh. Yeah, get it out. 69. Ha ha. Okay. <laughs> so, this is a team that I firmly believe the White Sox can go all the way. Okay. <laughs> I have never seen Julius laugh that hard. Why? Put your hand on. I'm not done yet on my. <laughs> Like Kool Aid spiel, okay. I am on, I am on the soap box that is called the box of soap. Oh god, box of soap, soap box. Julius is funny, and I am saying 
that the White Sox can make it all the way to the World Series. Julius is too much of a homer <laughs> Tigers fan to say otherwise, but I think that if if the World Series was the White Sox and the Brewers, I'm I might cry. I actually legitimately might cry. That would be such a fantastic World Series. Cubs fans would be in shambles. I know that much because they'd be like, oh my god, the Brewers, the Brewers, you can't read it off. I'm sorry, Wyatt, but I think the Brewers are going to take out your Braves this weekend, and I think it's going to be bad. That's just me, though. That is just me. That that, that is Those are my thoughts. But, again, I, I firmly believe that the White Sox can make it <laughs> all the way. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Juan, I've never seen your face light up like that. (laughs) It's a very special. You firmly, you do. I believe that you believe that your White Sox is going to go all the way or has the possibility. I actually think there's a chance. They can go on a run. They have the pitching to go on a run, but we'll see. Um, There is a, a, a lot of other good teams, but that's funny that you firmly believe this. Yes, and I, I have another thing I want to say, but I want Wyatt to come in first because I know his team is going to the postseason as well. Go ahead, Wyatt. Um, first with the White Sox, I, I I do want them to make it all the way for you. Um, their first <clears throat> series is tough with against the Astros, so that one's going to be telling. Those the first ones are always tough because it's a it's a best out of five series, um, mm-hmm. so you gotta you gotta jump on it early. So I'm hoping the White Sox come out early. Um, I've been worried about the Brewers. I, I thought the Braves had no chance. They're pl- but the problem is, is, is the Braves are playing their best baseball right now, and that's what you want going into the postseason. They're they're fired up. They're streaky. They've won a lot. They've won a lot of uh, games. They were they're eight and two in their last ten games, and the Brewers haven't been so good the last. I think they're four and eleven in their last fifteen games. So <clears throat> that's something that I'm like, okay, well maybe the Braves have just shot, but then. You know, at the same time, if the postseason started tomorrow, which it does for the for the wild card playoffs, but if the Braves played, you know, tomorrow, I think it would it would benefit them. But now, since they don't play till Friday, you know, uh, they might cool off or something like that. That's what I'm always worried about because baseball is a very streaky game. And what I've noticed um, watching baseball for a long time is if you come into the postseason hot, your team can get on a roll and and um, you know, go to the World Series. You saw that with the Nationals. Uh, I think it was four or five years back when they won it. Mm-hmm. They they weren't like nobody picked them to do anything. They came in as a wild card and, and won it. But uh, I'm I'm hoping the White Sox. You know, they they got that the Astros. They just got to get past them because we all hate the Astros. We all hate that cheating team. So I'm praying <laughs> your White Sox make it. Um, my Braves. I'm I'm just like you know my hope last year was way up here, and then now here it's just like this. Like it's an even like. It it, it, pla- it plateaued, didn't it? Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens. <laughs> and just let the record be, let the record stand that on the show we call them the trash throws. Uh, you know. <laughs> they are they are we are, they're not known as the Astros. They are they are the trash throws. I asked the question the other night. I was like, how many how many uh, trash cans did, did the Astros you know bang in the locker room in the celebration uh, after following the the win. Um, this the White Sox if they if they're able to pull this off and they're able to beat the Astros, um, the the win will be even more delightful simply because of the fact of what has happened with the Astros, of course, and the the, scan, the cheating scandals and and whatnot. So 
that's another reason why you know the, the the I'm very I'm very much looking forward to the series with the Astros. Um, and if the Sox can put them away in the first round, then I don't have to hear about them again for the rest of the way, and everything will be great. My only concern with this team um, is, of course, uh, Dallas Keuchel. He has just not been doing good. His pitching has been horrendous. Um, you know, I know a lot of I know a lot of White Sox fans. Another a lot of my fellow White Sox fans are very on the uh, against Dallas Keuchel team. Uh, train, I mean, uh, he actually came in on Saturday night against the Tigers and they were playing. He came in, I believe it was in the seventh or the eighth inning. And I believe he gave up like two runs, two or three runs, you know, against the Tigers. And it's like, this dude went from a starting pitcher on the rotation to now just coming in to fill in some spots here in like the middle of the game. And dude's just giving up runs like it's nothing i'm like what are you doing you know this is dallas keifel he was a gold glove winner guys and to see him go down it's 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 very it's a shame to be to be quite honest with you i mean just kind of see the the regression that we have seen uh you know in this man but i i i wish that the the white Sox would have beat the uh tigers yesterday it would have been nice to have two detroit teams take an l in the same city at the same time basically but that did not happen, Julius. You got you still won. It just wasn't a very different sport that is uh, baseball. So I will be out there again on Sunday, the tenth, I believe. Game time is now slated for approximately seven oh five p.m. Chicago time, uh, eight o'clock in the East, uh, for the first home game of the playoffs at the at guaranteed rate. So um, I'm very excited, guys. First, first post game that I'll be going to. Um, it's it's a it's a very it's a very beautiful thing to to experience, and I, I truly hope that I uh, the White Sox can pull it off. Um, you know when I'm in attendance. So, with that being said, uh, unless if Julius, if you have any final thoughts, otherwise we can start transitioning over to football. I, I no, I don't. I don't. Uh, just watch out for the Tigers in 2022. No, the Tigers are going to be irrelevant forever, just like the Lions are. And Jared Goff, his career is going to end in Detroit, and it's going to be a clownish one, and everyone's going to laugh. <laughs> some of the, some of what you just said was actually true, and then some of it was just total lies. <laughs> <laughs> we have our we have uh, we have our first Packers guest here on the on the show against the standard. We're at, we're exactly thirty one minutes into the show. Um, my friend Bobby here, who's here in Milwaukee as well. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Bobby underscore Jacobson. Um, Super. One of my yes, one of my one of my good friends from college. Uh, we, for those who don't know, we went to college together. Um, had a lot of uh, wild moments. <laughs> Needless to say, uh, oh for sure. I wanted to wanted to word that correct word that correctly. I don't want people to get the wrong idea. But uh, <laughs> you slandering me already? I just got in here. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Bobby. How's it going? Good. Yeah, how are you guys doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. It's it Pretty was good. very it was very uh, very cloudy here in Milwaukee today. Very yeah. sad day. Mm. Um, however, I don't think the weather deterred you guys. Deterred you at least. From celebrating a Packers win yesterday up at Green Bay, so yeah, it was pretty wild. Yeah, let's let's hear it. What did you uh, 
What did you observe in the Packers W yesterday that you would like the whole wide world to know about? <laughs> uh, Big Ben is washed. That man can't throw football anymore. <laughs> Miss Juju Smith-Schuster on a wide-open play twice. That Both of them would have been touchdowns. The man completely burned the Packers secondary. And, you know, it's kind of kind of depressing when you watch that twice. The man looked very frustrated on the uh, sideline. Juju looked like he was about to just walk off the field. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why he was saying. But – and Najee Harris looks like everything he was projected to be. Very hard to tackle. So hard, in fact, that he injured uh, Jerry Alexander. Guy's AC joint looks a little banged up after trying to tackle him with his shoulder. Took a knee right to the shoulder. Um, Packers, Packers look all right. Uh, I, I think we could look a little better on some of those uh, like gimme plays, especially the ones where Rodgers tries to make trick plays happen, and then he just overthrows the guy. But this is what it is. Can't complain. W. Good for the week. I, I saw that there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of people on Packers Twitter who were complaining about the refs again, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and but yeah. before we before we get into that, though, I want to welcome Joey and our, our our resident Packers contributor here. Find him on Twitter at hey underscore way thirty two. How are you, sir? How's it going? Welcome back. Good man. Good man. How's everybody's day going? Good. Good. Pretty, pretty well. Pretty well. So. Uh, as you guys can see, uh, our Vikings dude is will be a little bit late, but uh, <laughs> Packers, of course, being the uh, featured team of the week here on the round table, get two reps. So, was I am I was I being delusional, or is that actually a thing? Like, are there were there people on Packers Twitter complaining about the refs and officiating again, or, or was that just me being drunk? <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest, you're not 15. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Joey. <laughs> it, it was that Rashawn Gary holding that everyone was kind of talking about. Um, like whenever he was getting basically clotheslined, and then they called a defensive uh, pass interference on uh, Eric Stokes, but I didn't see it. But uh, to be honest, I mean, they kind of went both ways, in my opinion. They also missed you... a tripping call on a. Oh, on a. TJ Watt, but other than that, yeah, I mean, it was those were like the two big plays that really kind of made me mad, but it wasn't anything that kind of changed the direction of the game, you know? No. Right, Nothing right. like the San Fran game. We missed so many calls both ways in the San Fran game. It was just so bad. Well, at least it now, was really bad. Yeah, at least you guys know how the rest of the league feels now when we uh, play you guys. <laughs> I mean, it can't be any worse than the Lions, man. Lions the Lions, as, as a as a Lions fan, I'll, let me just say, <laughs> I was just listening to what you're saying about the ref. I, I I have no remorse. I hope the refs job y'all for the next five seasons. <laughs> yeah, you say that it's going to continue to happen to the Lions, man, forever. Listen, I hate the refs, okay? I, I, I literally hate them. <laughs> I think the it's NFL like, just hates the Lions. It's like, <laughs> no, they don't respect us. That's what it is. And the refs don't. And, and it's because we never, you know, it's it's because that's we don't we haven't earned their respect, I guess, after so, so long. But still, they job us every time. <laughs> it's a very uh, it's a very love-hate relationship, I see, Julius, right, with the NFL and the refs. Um, particularly when we play the Packers too, that's why. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's that you know, it's that payroll. You know, you gotta you gotta offset that. <laughs> they say Aaron Rodgers got him in the pocket. I don't know. Man. <laughs> when you when you got four horse. Super Bowls, you got the money. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I guess you're right. 
You guys are up against the Bengals next week. No, excuse me, the uh, the Browns, right? You guys have the Browns on Sunday. No, Bengals. Bengals, sure, Bengals, right Bengals. wow. Time. Wow, I am I swear to god guys, I'm 100% sober. I I am not I have not had a drop of alcohol all day. False. He's lying. <laughs> I messed up uh, coach Campbell's name earlier as well, but Oh my god. I <laughs> Get this man out of here. Oh, yeah, seriously. Kick me out of the show right now. <laughs> um, your expectations for this Sunday? Whoever wants to go first. You can go for sure. Oh, me? Is Joey, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was sorry. I was like, okay. is, I didn't know if you were frozen. or. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I, I just didn't hear my name. Okay. So my expectations for Sunday. Um, You know, I think it's going to be a good game. Um. We just lost Jair for uh, we don't know how much time. It could be a very long time. It could be in like to end of the season, or it could be in like five weeks. But either way, he won't be there next week. And uh, they got a they got a legit uh, wide receiver core. And you're going to be talking about a rookie playing our number one cornerback, and that's not ideal. I love Eric Stokes, but rookie cornerbacks just generally don't really work out, especially when you're going against a number one. Um, they got Tyler Boyd. They got uh, Jamar Chase. They got T. Higgins. I mean, that's like all the way down the – like all the way down. That's a good wide receiver core. But uh, I think we'll be able to hold Joe Mixon, though. I've seen a lot of good things from our run defense throughout these first four weeks. Um, we played Alvin Kamara. We played um, – we just played Najee Harris, who – could be like you know a hundred uh yard rusher in a game because of how versatile he is and um we also who did we, else did we have we had jamal williams and deandre swift who has been a really good duo this year at least in the run game and uh devondre campbell has just been plugging those holes up kenny clark has been a monster all year um i'm really impressed with our run game so as long as we can uh keep that middle locked up and uh, Eric Stokes can keep that outside. I think it should be a really good game. Go ahead, Bobby. Um, yeah, I, I agree with a lot of the points. I think it's going to be interesting to see our pass rush. I think this is the week Rashawn Gary should actually get a few sacks in here just because the Bengals' whole line has been so porous. If you watch the Bears game, they absolutely demolish that offensive line. That's so why he had three picks and, like, I think three consecutive throws, and mm-hmm. it just looked terrible. They don't have any coverage because they didn't spend any draft capital on him for the uh, pass draft. I, I don't know. The Bengals look good. They're definitely beatable, as the Bears have shown, even with that putrid offense. But, you know, I, I think it'll be a closer game than people expect. I think it'll probably uh, go down to the wire. Uh, I don't think they're going to be as bad because they actually have a good quarterback on, like, Big Ben, who just doesn't have an arm anymore. So he'll be able to air it out. I think Jamar Chase is going to burn us for probably a couple touchdowns. If they... so, so the conclusion is that Ben Roethlisberger is 100% washed. Yeah, that man needs to be out. Yeah. Yeah, I would take Jared Goff over Big Ben at this point. I would too. I would too, actually. Yeah, honestly, but the man <laughs> missed wide open uh, running backs right out the uh, slot. There, it was terrible. He he underthrew Najee Harris, which I didn't think is possible. That man has a huge range of motion. Still threw it behind him. I don't know. I think Packers. I think Packers got a little lucky on Sunday with some of the. Uh, the throws, because I think that game would have been much differently had that uh, blocked field goal actually counted, which I think it kind of did. I think they, I think we got lucky on that call. It was very close. Um, and then Juju hey, just being overthrown twice. What's up, right. Joey? 
I call that uh I call that offsides uh, payback for that offsides they called on uh Preston Smith because I feel like those two <laughs> players were very similar. Yeah, they they just guessed at the right time. I think I think it was just a good jump play. Um, honestly, like I that I think that's probably why people think Packers got the refs in their pockets. Like plays <laughs> like that, man. Like I was like, oh okay, uh, I thought they had that for sure. Looked good, but oh man, yeah, it's. <sighs> We'll see, guys. We we will see. Um, I know we just got our Vikings our Vikings guy in here. David is here with us. Um, hello, hello, hello. How's it going, David? How how are you, sir? Happy Monday. Uh, I'm very good. It's been a it's been a poor Sunday to say the least. Uh, <laughs> but I'm back. We got the Cardinals going on uh, on Wednesday, so I'm repping the the birds on the bat. But uh, until then, I'm ready to talk some minutes North football. Awesome. Well, well, let's hear it then. Vikings. Uh, who did you guys go up against this week? It was the, the Browns. The Browns. Mm-hmm. See that? That's why. That's why I had the Browns in my head because you guys had just played them. Let's hear it. Analysis. What did you see? What did you like? What didn't you like? I know. Yeah, you guys, you know, you guys um, lost, but still, the, the Browns are a really good team. Um, I I had the Browns winning the AFC in my preseason predictions, and I still I can still stand by that. I think the Browns have the best roster in the NFL next to the Buccaneers. Um, the only one holding them back is Baker Mayfield. And Baker Mayfield didn't play well. The Vikings defense showed up uh, in a big way, surprisingly, something that hadn't happened at all this year. Um, unfortunately, the offense did not keep the uh, the energy going. I remember last time I came on here talking about how great the offense was, about how Kirk was playing his best football of his life. Um, Dalvin was still Dalvin. Thielen and Jefferson were both really good receivers. But all that kind of just went away on Sunday. Um, Browns defense really suffocated the Vikings on a – on every facet of the, on the offensive side of things, Thielen and Jefferson weren't getting separation at all. Um, Conklin was covered underneath. Dalvin and Madison couldn't get anything in the run game going. Offense long got pushed back. So an overall domination from the Browns' defense on Sunday, which uh, wasn't pretty, wasn't pretty at all. I think you guys had a lot of the same, uh, a lot of the same problems the Bears had when we played them, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, last Sunday. Right, yeah. because the defense was just swallowing up, you know, the anything the Bears' offense were doing. But then again, also Nagy was calling plays. But you know that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a huge difference. And the, the Bears have, I mean, no offense to the Bears, but they have a lot less playmakers than the Vikings do. That's just a fact, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, the Vikings just not look good. So I guess it's more of a testament to how good the Browns are because I think the Browns are a really good football team, um, well coached, well disciplined, to make a ton of mistakes. I think it really just going to be Baker Mayfield holding them back. But overall, the Vikings uh, did look pretty good. Defensively, but offensively, a lot of work to be done. Luckily, we're the Lions this Sunday, so uh, uh, it's be okay. Browns <laughs> and ba- Browns and Bears in the Super Bowl. Book it right now. <laughs> yeah. I'll take one of those. I'll be the Browns, but yeah, the Bears. Packers, Packers are going to lose every game from here on out. Bears will win all that. the games. Bears uh, have a putrid offense. Don't even, <laughs> don't even go there. Our our Lord and Savior, uh, Bill Lazor, is going to start calling Matt Nagy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Matt Nagy's ego has anything to say about it. You guys are going that far. Matt Nagy is an absolute moron, and I cannot come on the show enough to say that because this man is legitimately incompetent. Like I say it every single week, and I will continue to say it until this man's out of Chicago. All right, Matt Nagy or Matt Patricia. Why it helped me. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy. That's yeah. easy. Matt, Matt Nagy. Yeah. You sure? Uh, yeah, yeah, Matt Patricia's the worst. Nagy's been to the playoffs. Nagy's been to the playoffs. 1.1 1. 1 yards per play when they played the Browns. Terrible. Second oh, worst oh. offensive like game in the history of the NFL. 
I don't even think Patricia was that bad. No, but um, <laughs> you could tell from the start of the, the first series. Like, I, I didn't even get on Twitter or anything from the Bears' uh, first series with uh, against the Lions, and I, I could just tell that it was Bill Lazor calling the plays. Um, and then and then it was confirmed later on, but I, I could just – you could just tell, like, the yeah. offense just had a, had, had a different flow. Like, I think Nagy just he, – he can't – he can't manage it like he might have some good scheme or good plays that he does you know in the week but then when it comes to calling plays he just i don't know his ego gets into it his ego's bigger than than his brain or something but uh i i definitely um let i'll just talk about the bears um i was i was holding out hope that matt Nagy would say well we don't know who the starter is but he's saying andy dalton's a starter so um, I, you know, going in, going against the, the Raiders on Sunday, I thought, okay, if Justin Fields plays, uh, Bill Lazor calls, makes the, makes the, uh, he's going to make the, the offensive play calls that the Bears have a chance. I'm not saying they were going to win. Now with Andy Dalton at the helm, which more than likely he's going to play, the Bears aren't going to win this game. Um, I, I just don't see it. Like, I, I don't see how you can put a guy that's been a 10, 11 year veteran. In the NFL, you know what you're going to get. Exactly. You, yeah, you saw with Justin Fields, he can stretch. He can stretch it. Like I, I get it. He's still a rookie, and he still his process isn't that quick there. But the guy can extend plays. You saw what he did when he had a free rusher, and he did a 360 spin, and and of course, uh, Cole Komet fell down, and so you can see that he can extend the play just like Russell Wilson. So um, I don't really see the Bears doing much against the Raiders if Andy Dalton's the uh, quarterback so you know yeah I don't I actually think the Vikings are going to have a better record than the Bears uh, come the end of the year and that that's just great. because Matt Nagy and Andy Dalton you yeah. you are not you are not allowed to say that on my show I'm being honest man <laughs> I'm being honest who are the uh, who are the Vikings going up against this weekend on Sunday the Detroit Lions oh look at Ooh. that another L how about that Julius great post back there <laughs> That's great well, analysis. I want to. I want to play. Uh, before, before, before I let Julius defend himself and his and his Detroit Kitty Cats, um, I, I want to share a. I want to share a video of a play that I think I posted this morning. Uh, is going to live rent free in my head for at least the next three to five business days at the minimum, um, because it was just a beautiful throw by Justin Fields and. I would like oh, my God. fellow. I would like my fellow divisional rivals to uh, see the catch again with me. So here we go. I've never done this before, but here it is. It's a bad ball. Didn't have to shoot him for it. <laughs> it actually wasn't the best. Stride. Yeah, Darnell Mooney made an amazing catch, though. Oh, it was a beautiful catch, a one-handed catch. And our linebacker is an idiot. Well, he could have walked into the end zone, but I think um, (laughs) Bills was a little too amped up on that. I think his best throw was either the one to Mooney, like towards the sideline, or the one to Robinson. I thought those ones were pretty damn good. The the one to Robinson when I saw that, um, because and again by this point I was also at the baseball game and I was squinting you know on the tv screen that was very far away when when i saw alan robinson make that catch i said no way there's no way but if you look closely in the repeat 
that toe, the toe dragged right before he got off, you know, right before he got off bounds. And I was like, absolutely incredible. I mean, those kinds of catches, like, you know, those, those are the ones that go in the highlight reels. I mean, you know, they're just amazing catches. And every team has them, of course, right? But, of course, you know, when, when you're on your your home team, you're going to appreciate them a, a little bit more. Um, Julius, let's talk about your Lions. Come on. Let's talk, let's talk about the Lions. What's going on up there in the good old state of uh, Michigan? Well, we lost to the Bears. <laughs> and, honestly – the score, the final score, twenty-four to fourteen, really does, didn't paint a proper picture, really, of the, what transpired. That game was supposed to be a shootout, okay? Um, the the Chicago Bears' um, offensive play calling, offensive game plan as a whole, was very, I think, well put together and kind of caught the Lions off guard a little bit. Um, y'all focused on the zone read with David Montgomery, and he was absolutely treading us. So y'all y'all scored on the first drive of the game, and then y'all scored on the second or the third drive of the game, and the Lions went to the red zone three times in a row in the first half, three times in a row, and scored zero points. That is only something you will hear of the Lions doing. Why? Because it's actually the only time since 1960s that a team visited the red zone three times in one half, and <laughs> Came away with zero points. At halftime, we should have been up 21-14. And then in the second half, they did it again to make it four times, which never happened in NFL history, four times. A team goes to a red zone and does not come away with points. So what do I say? What do I say? How do you judge this? See, this is the problem with the Lions this year. They're random. Like the most random things happen. Um, you know, they look amazing for a few drives, offensively, defensively, special teams, whatever. They look great. And then something stupid happens. They shoot themselves in the foot or do something dumb and or some, some bad play call or, or something like that. It's frustrating. Like you try to get a feel for the team. OK, they have a very below average talent on the roster. Literally, we literally have like. Three guys on offense and three guys on defense and praying everything else comes come together. The the coaches have been coaching well. The team is very – they play with a lot of energy. Uh, they never back down. They always try to claw their way back. Uh, the character building is great, but as far as the talent, it's just a lot to be desired. But they just – you know, you can't get a feel for them because they beat themselves so often. And against the Bears, I thought that um, – we didn't bring a pass rush on Justin Fields, which I think is also um, akin to the Chicago Bears game plan. Y'all threw a lot of quick passes, uh, things of that nature. Justin Fields, I thought he was okay. He made a few very impressive throws. He really did. But overall, the, in the entire game, he made some mistakes. Um, and and um, I think he fumbled in the second half, a huge fumble. Um, uh, he had one pass picked off. You know, it, it, he he wasn't all world, but he made a few oppressive throws. But I think it was a game the Lions could have won, just like it was against the Ravens, just like against the Packers before it started raining in the second half, just like against the 49ers when they went on a 30-0 run with, with five minutes left in the game. It's just it's frustrating to watch because you don't know what you're going to get. And here we stand, winless. You know, I just want one win. One in 16, and I promise to God I won't complain. I'd be excited about the offseason. But they cannot lose 
They cannot go 0-17, okay? They cannot go winless again and be the first team to go 0-whatever again. This cannot happen, okay? Just win one game. Win one game. I, I think your I think your first win can come against the Vikings on Sunday. I'm not so sure that's about my, that. That's my that's my take. So sure that is my that. that is my delusional hot take. I'm picking them to lose the game against the Vikings because honestly, I believe that the Vikings can put together a good enough game plan, and the Lions can shoot themselves in the foot a couple times. And you know, we're gonna. I, I'm picking them to lose. I'm picking them to lose. Our, it's a it's a home game for you guys, right, Julius? You guys, they're playing. It is. No, no, no. It's in Minnesota, right? Oh, Minnesota. it is in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, away. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. thought for sure the Lions were going to beat the Ravens, though. That was. Well, we should have beat the Ravens. Actually, yeah. it's, it's the Lions beat the Ravens asterisk. That's what that's what it's called. Yeah. Julius, <laughs> Julius, real life, counts it as a win. <laughs> yeah, it, it won't count as a win if they go zero seventeen. I tell you that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I there was a play. I want to talk about this play where where Jared Goff got picked off by. Um, well, I don't even think he got picked off. I don't even know what the hell happened. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. Oh my god! You talking about the fumble? The fumble? Sure. The fumble interception? Well, was that the red sure. zone fumble? I, so yeah. again, I I wasn't watching because I was again I was out in the lots uh, at the ball game. But I just I just recall hearing on 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 uh, on the Chicago radio station right. They're just talking craziness. It was like, well, there's a fumble. Then I guess a defensive player got the ball, and a whole bunch of crazy stuff happened at one point. And I, I don't know exactly what it all was. It was supposed to be seven to seven, one. Okay, okay. let me just tell you that right now. Okay. It was one. Break, it, was the break first it down. Red zone. Break it down to me, like I'm a five year old kid who knows. Okay, nothing. it was the first red zone trip of the game for the Lions. We were looking to tie the game, and. We were like, like the four-yard line. I'm thinking we about to score a touchdown, bro. Yes. It's, you know, the Bears ain't getting away like this. <laughs> and so Jared Goff, the safety show blitz in the box. Jared Goff went to change the play. He walked up to the line. The center did not see him do this and hiked the ball on the snap count. And the ball was a live ball. And all of a sudden, the Bears have the ball and – what the H just happened? What, what just happened? We literally wrapped that bitch in a bowl and handed it to you. Literally. Here you go. We don't want this. What happened? I, I just can't explain things like that. And if you go and look back at my Twitter feed during that time, I am, I, I just I, – I was pissed, honestly. I was like, what? Okay. It, it's one thing you don't have the talent. Okay, fine. You cannot just gift wrap the ball to the other team. This is just unacceptable. It's just unacceptable. It's, there's that was the Lions' no... role. Yeah, that was like, like the Lions have had so many bad things happen to them, and that was like <laughs> the improbable thing where like it hits Jared Goff, it ricochets off of him, and then falls into Bilal Nichols' hand. I didn't even, I didn't even know what went on until I saw the replay. I was like, what the hell just happened? And I'm like, God, oh, okay, because it went so fast. That's, that's that is like, the replay. That's the replay I should have played today. Yeah, that's peak yeah. lines. Because uh, I, don't, I don't know who else can do that but the lions. Exactly. It's because only a lions thing. Yeah. <laughs> Why, dude? Why does this happen to the Detroit Lions? Just Why like the actually... four red zone trips that didn't happen to nobody else in the last sixty years but us in one game. How has that happened to us every like literally? When Robert Quinn got to Paneo, however you say his first name, Soul. He Panay Soul had like, a bad game. Made him look like he played high school ball. Panay Soul. <laughs> Panay Soul got once Frank Ragnall got injured. Panay Soul became the best offensive lineman we had, and 
Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn exposed him for the 20-year-old rookie he is. Um, but I'm not worried about Panay Sewell. He showed what he can do. You know, it's going. he's 20 years old. It's his rookie season. I'm not about to, you know, okay, you got killed by Khalil Mack. So can a hundred other left tackles in the league can tell you they, that happened to them too. So I'm not really worried about Panay Sewell. But let me tell you about another play of the game. The last Lions offensive possession. When we are marching 24 to 14, and we are marching to the end zone, we're in the red zone, and it came down. First of all, we got the first down on third down, but the ref somehow lost a yard in his head, and it was fourth and one. But uh, it was fourth and one, and for some reason, Jared Goff no huddles the offense, and there's no running back in the backfield. It's a spread out, wide open set. I'm like, oh, my God, what is going on? Oh, oh, Jared Goff snaps the ball in like five seconds after the other play previously ended. And we had an open receiver on the sideline. He just overthrows him by a yard. Game over. Game over. I uh, <laughs> So I, I found the video. <laughs> I think that was Anthony Lynn's fault or maybe the head coach's fault. No, 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 no. That. Like, Dan Campbell made points, this piece. Kicked Dan Campbell – Dan Campbell got grilled by the media about that decision. Like, you should have called a timeout and kicked the field goal and made it a one-possession game. We still had all our timeouts. Four minutes left. It would have been a one-possession game. He got, he's got he been getting grilled by Detroit media all game because of that decision. All, all day, I mean, and probably all week because of that decision. As, a, um, as like, just a stupid decision. But he also said that he thought that we got the first down. So when Jared Goff rushed back up to the line, he wasn't – it took him a minute to process that it was fourth and one. And by that time, it was time to hike the ball, and it just did not go well. I wish I wish the Detroit media would press uh, – or I wish the Chicago media would press Matt Nagy in that same way that Detroit media presses your head coach, Julius. Or press Urban Meyer for getting grinded on in the club after the team falls to 0 4. Press that guy, you know. Okay, okay, I'm actually okay. I'm I'm glad you brought that up. So I let's say for just like the 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 last two minutes here, I won't I won't show that fumble, uh, Julius, for your sake, because I know you're 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 hurting and you're in pain. You know what? Screw it. I'm gonna show it. Uh, I'm not hurting. Uh, show it. Show it. I'm not I, I know. I'm going to show it. I'm a seasoned Lions fan, and it takes more than that to hurt me. You know what it takes? It takes Justin Tucker hitting a 66-yard field goal off the upright. Oh, my God. Uh, with the defense, a good drive. I missed it again. What happened? You're gonna, you're gonna Did you guys it. see it? <laughs> Only that happens to the Lions. Lions ball, Bears ball. Um, just, just, let's just like let's, let's we'll take the focus away from the division real quick here. I just I, I want to we we talked about this us three already talked about this in the first half, but Urban Meyer getting grinded on in some random club in Ohio when his team is now zero four and he's out here clubbing like they're up you know their 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 season is four and zero instead of zero and four. I need I I need thoughts on this because what I was arguing earlier was that I don't obviously the the moral side of it right he's married he has a you know he has whatever his family like getting grinded on by some random woman at you know at this bar that's one thing right so that's one that's one side of it being grinded on and having a losing team back in Florida sending a horrible message to your players like oh this is how much you care about like trying to improve our 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 game here like 
you're 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 a you're a very famous coach. Obviously, he has a lot of recognition, but you're out getting grinded on in some strip club in 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 the middle of Ohio. So, uh, whoever which whoever wants to go first on this, or if any of you guys want to give your thoughts on this, please go ahead because I'm I'm just baffled at at this whole. Uh, go ahead, Joey. <laughs> Enlighten me a little bit here. <laughs> I'm kind of mad about it because he kind of contradicted everything he said in the press conference he said a day ago because he was talking about how hurt he was, about how he loves his team and how they really care about everything and that they're giving all their hearts and they're now 0-4. And then the day later that happens, like it's kind of a spit on the face of like everyone that he talked to and his teammates because he kind of showed he does not care. He's out doing his own thing. And also, yeah, I mean, the sanctity of marriage kind of, kind of blew the ball in that part. But just, just kind of going into work the next day was kind of they probably were just having a metaphorical middle finger just looking at him the whole time, you know. That's that's that, yeah no I that's kind of what I was thinking too. It's like you're you're really gonna set that kind of example up for your players who are probably feeling really down because of the fact that you guys haven't won a single freaking game this season yet. Um, we had also, and, and Julius can, can kind of brought this up in the in the first half as well. It's like, what? So let's take any of let's take our coaches in our division, right? You know, Matt Nagy, Zimmer, uh, you know, Campo, Lafleur. Would they get away with it as easily as Urban Meyer did, right? By just going up to the podium on his presser, apologizing sincerely, and basically business is back to normal. Would any of our head coaches get that? Leniency, God, um, no. right? Packages no. are. <laughs> if we are over four, they'd be really a new one until next week. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't see that. You know, like, why would you? You should be at home studying film, seeing what you can improve on, redoing the office a little bit. You know, maybe working with uh, Trevor Lawrence, like trying to improve him too, right? You can like build that, uh, build that culture in the locker room because, like, that just sets a poor example. Like Joey said, like you can't, it kind of shows that you're not committed 100 percent like these guys are. You know, sure, it's it's your first head coaching job in the NFL. You don't know what to expect. Nick Saban didn't turn out, but he went back to the college level and like absolutely, as everybody knows, just falls out. He's a great head coach, right, right. but. It, it seems like he's already given up. They, they, I saw a report that he's been linked to like other colleges already. Uh, there was another like uh, tweet that I had seen that showed probability of people getting fired. Matt Nagy's number one. Uh, Urban Meyer was like number two or three. Uh, it's, he's been in there for four games. <sighs> he's had some good moments, but that off the field stuff that's going to take away from everybody. Kind of like Joey said, they're going to have that metaphorical middle finger. They they're not going to they're not going to respect him as much. He's going to lose the locker room a lot quicker if he continues to do stuff like that. You know, maybe he goes into uh, team meetings the next day, apologizes, make it meaningful, and don't do it again for the rest of the season and actually show up, yeah, he, he might earn the respect back, but it's going to take a little bit. I think he broke that trust. Absolutely. I, that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of what we were saying earlier. You know, it's like, that's just not, that's just, it's, it's a slap in the face to your players. You know, it's a slap in the face to the, to the locker room right now that again is probably in shambles because, you know, you have this amazing, rookie quarterback that is, you know, who is Trevor Lawrence down there trying to uh, bring some W's to this already, you know, losing team. And your head coach is out, you know, getting danced on and it's caught on video. I mean, 
it's just it it's again it's just mind-boggling to me that that that, that this man actually thought number one that he wouldn't that no one would see him or that he just wouldn't get caught and two that he even thought that any part of this was even remotely okay and then you know the, the worst part of it is i think is the fact that he was doing it or that he did it in ohio yeah, like he, did, he didn't even he didn't even fly back with the team. Like he literally stayed back in Ohio and and yeah. and, and and had all this go down thousands I, of thousands of miles away from Jacksonville. Yeah, I think if LaFleur does that, Packer fans are asking for his head to roll like next week. The same thing for all the other uh, NFC teams. Campbell so. would have got fired this morning. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, absolutely. He, he would have got fired. Yeah. yeah. There's no the only thing going for Campbell is that he has the team, and once once he loses the team, I mean, yeah, it's over. Right, right. Zimmer would have a lot of questions because he's sixty five, and I have no idea what Mike <laughs> Zimmer would be doing at a bar. Um, the thing with Urban is, um, so from what I know from the story, it could be wrong or not. I think Urban stayed back in Ohio. Um, obviously, coached at Ohio State. He must have had some friends, family in the area. Um, that itself, I don't necessarily hate because it was a Sunday and the Jaguars weren't doing anything because they played on Thursday, which means the next few days they just have to rest, get off. Um, I think that him going to a bar and or, or a club or wherever you want to say and, and doing what he did was a, a, a poor sense of judgment. I don't think him staying back is the issue necessarily because like it makes sense to go see family at this time. I bet Trevor Lawrence went back to Clemson and it's all people like, I don't know. I, I don't know, but it wouldn't surprise me you know, um, if, if people went to different places to see friends, family. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what usually happens. You kind of have a, like a second bye week, so you can do that. Um, but yeah, bad judgment on Urban Meyer's part. Um, and uh, Urban's uh, Urban Meyer was a guy who I, I don't think anyone really believed was going to work out. And in, in college coaches transitioning to the NFL are always hit or miss, and more so than not, they're usually miss. Um, and I've seen him link to the job, but he's he's confirmed reports that he wants to stay. He's he's he said coach that he wants to, to stay throughout the season, which I don't think it'll last um, in the next season. But I think he'll he'll complete the season and and then go back to like college somewhere like USC or something like that. Okay, so yeah, adding that context, of course, into the story. Okay, mm-hmm. so maybe I'll I, I will I will backpedal on on the yeah, Ohio thing. So no, I, I thank you for you know the clarification on that, but um, definitely I think yes, a poor judgment call on his on his end for. Uh, again, having this viral video come out of him just mm-hmm. getting danced on in some random Ohio, you know, whatever it was, strip club or bar or whatever. So, um, no, thank thank you guys for the for that input. Of course, on uh, again a non a non NFC North divisional story. Hopefully, none of our coaches are seen at uh, local strip clubs doing that. Uh, that would be a catastrophe. I know. Even just speaking here for. Uh, Green Bay, uh, I know that the Milwaukee media would rip Matt LaFleur to shreds, literally rip him apart <laughs> if he even... He'd be fired. Yeah, I think I think he would be fired. I think Matt Nagy would probably be fired at this point, too. I mean, he's already on the chopping block, um, you know, being the... What was it, Bobby? The second or third, I think, yeah. to, in the list to get fired? I mean, I think yeah, he would it probably was like, quick too. It was like Benny Nons. I yeah. think it was uh, Nagy... No, Nagy was first. Nagy was the very first coach that they had listed on there. He was the highest they thought would leave just because of how I don't know terrible the start of the season has been. <laughs> I think if the if the Bears would have lost on yesterday, I think he probably would have been close to getting fired in in the next few days. 
Um, but that's just my guess, right? We we obviously don't know because they like to keep closed door and everything uh, related to that. But all right, as we usually do on the show, final uh, uh, score predictions for your respective teams on this upcoming Sunday. Let's start with our residents to the north. We'll start with the Vikings. David, what are your score right. predictions? Much like Green Bay, after getting destroyed week one, bounce back in the lines week two. I'm going 31-17 Vikings at home. Um, like I said, good bounce back game against the Lions. I think the Lions aren't a bad team. I really don't think they're they're a bad team. I mean, the record shows it, but they'll get some some wins here and there. Um, and the Vikings are the best one three team I think I've ever seen. They should be three and one right now. And I know I'm biased, but I mean, week one and week two were both both should have been wins. But I'll, I'll admit, week four was now. Um, I'll go Vikings 31-17, um, and I. I uh, who the Packers play? I don't even know. The Packers play the Bengals. That could be a tough game, especially with uh, Jair if he's out. Um, but the Bengals, I think Joe Burrow is getting a lot of hype around him right now, so I'll go Bengals. And then the Bears for the Raiders on the road. I think the Raiders win that one. All righty, sir. Thank you very much. Let's go over to Joey. Joey, your prediction for this week. So the Packers and Bengals, um, as I was talking about before, that uh, wide receiver core is going to give us some work. I think uh, Tyler Boyd in the middle. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. Um, Tyler Boyd in the middle is going to cause a lot of problems. And Jimmer Chase is just super fast. Um, I'm going to go 27-24 Packers. Alrighty, 27-24 for Green Bay. Uh, Joey, Bobby, your uh, Packers prediction, sir. Uh, I was going to do something similar uh, just because you kind of have the spread pretty close right now for points. And then um, Mixon is still questionable and the top safety for the Bengals is out. Uh, I, I think it's probably going to be pretty close, like 28-24, 31-24 Packers, you know, within a score. I don't, I don't think it's good. I think it's going to go down on the wire probably pretty close, too. All righty. We move up to uh, Julius, your uh, Lions prediction, sir. Well, like I said, this, this Lions team is very unpredictable. They should probably already have a win or two, but they don't. Their defense is bad, and I fully expect Minnesota to um, come up with a game plan to utilize their their talents. Uh, Justin Jefferson should have a big game. Dalvin Cook should have a big game. Kirk Cousins himself should have a good game against us, um, unless we somehow develop a pass rush that we saw against the Ravens but didn't see against the Bears, which, like I said, you can't predict these things. <laughs> the Lions – Offense, I have no words for. Are they gonna? Are there's parts of the Vikings defense that's that you can, you know, mess with? But they played well against Cleveland last week, so I think they should do enough. I'm gonna say Vikings 28, Lions 20. Wyatt, go ahead. Our beloved Bears. An Andy Dalton-led Bears team will lose 27 to 10, and in, and uh, Justin Fields-led Bears team. We'll lose twenty-seven to twenty-one. So I give the Bears more points with Justin Fields says. But it's gonna be Andy Dalton. So I, I maybe ten points if we're lucky. Plus Montgomery might, is probably gonna be out. Um Damian Williams is good. Um, but I think uh, I like the way Monty runs a little bit better than than Damian Williams. So um, yeah, we need Tariq back. That's what we need to. We need Tariq Cohen. I miss Tariq Cohen. Um, the Raiders are actually playing today. They're um, in a delay, but right? they are yes, but they're in a, a delay. Lightning delay yep. in a dome. Mm-hmm. 
So they are delayed right now. So there is no Monday Night Football for right now. But we are expected to see them play the Chargers today. And I, I kind of hope that they lose, um, you know, kind of kill some of that morale coming into next week. But um, I think the Bears can win against this Raiders team. Uh, I think I think we can win. We can pull it off. Uh, I'm going to say 20 to 10. My prediction for the Bears on, on Sunday. Um, I'm very cautiously, very cautiously saying that because it just it, it very much depends on who's calling the plays, right? If it's Matt Nagy, we'll probably lose. But if it's you know, offensive coordinator calling, I think we can pull it off. I think we can do it. So 20 to 10 Chicago. Um, and then after that is big week, Green Bay, Chicago, October 17th at Soldier Field, the first meeting of both the teams. I will be at that game. I will probably be crying the whole day because I don't even want to know how badly we'll get racked. If Matt Nagy is still calling or is calling plays that day, or if Andy Dalton is behind center, because oh my god, I will be a train wreck. I, I won't even be, you know what? I won't even be on the show the next day if they lose. That's how much of a sore loser I'll be. I will be sitting here at home in my underneath my blankets, weeping. 90, 90% chance they lose. Sorry, there. I think I'm, I'm basically preparing myself for, for a loss so. We'll see. We I'll, see. I'll send you a hat. Who who just said that? Was that was that Joey? I will literally burn it the second <laughs> I see. I I won't even look at the like. I will literally just see the package sitting there. I will just burn it. I will just get it and burn it. <laughs> I'm gonna write a different name on it. <laughs> He's gonna say it's a Georgia hat. Come on, Juan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just put like put Julius's name on it or something. Because then, Please I, then God, I'll, don't. Because don't. then then I'll know that it's nothing of value, and I can burn it without any you know any emotion. <laughs> love you, Julius. We we all love you. We all love you. All right, gentlemen. Again, thank you so much for coming on. Um, Bobby, you can find him on Twitter at Bobby underscore Jacobson. Joey at Pay underscore Way 32. David at David Camp M-I-Z. Julius at the fifth top. Wyatt at the Cornelius 7. Yours truly at Bears Fanatic 94. Another week of amazing football talk. What can you say, guys? Another uh, NFC North roundtable complete. We'll be back next week to break down more football. And as is always the tradition on how we end the show here. Go Bears. Michigan 5-0. and Go Pack. Go. Go Braves. Go Brewers. Have a good week, everyone. Stay safe.